Thought Bubble Audio. Welcome back to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast where we talk to you about the CW's hit show, Supergirl. I'm Frank, and with me is my sister from another mister, Tim. Hey, I think you got those genders mixed up. I don't know. I just feel like, you know, we're, we should stand in a circle and have energy fl- flowing from our fingertips, you know. I mean, we do that. Every every podcast night, Frank. It's actually it's really true. hard to make a circle when it's just the two of us. I've been meaning yeah, to talk I to you about should, that. I think Palmer should be the, our third. Uh, well, actually, he's not. He actually already left. Otherwise, mm-hmm. that'd be a great. That would be a great little joke. Back. Hi. Okay, I'm leaving now. Bye. That would be but amazing. Yeah. He he left like five minutes ago. We, we literally funny. just missed him. But too funny. That's, that is okay. How are you today, my friend? I am a okay. That's good. I'm glad to hear it. I am I am a okay, hombre. I don't know. It's a rhyme. No. Nope. Um, <laughs> is it though? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, are you doing great? I'm doing great. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, I'm glad to oh, hear. Yes. It. Oh I'm yes. Glad to hear. It. I'm also glad to hear from uh, some of our listeners who have been emailing us at supergirltvtalk at gmail dot com. Oh, my God. Let's just open those up right now, then, please. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, especially because I almost asked you what kind of beer you're drinking. And I was like, nope, wrong show. Uh, to be, uh, if you really want to know, actually drinking <laughs> a peak. If you <laughs> actually want to know. What is it's it? A dry, it's a dry hopped Pilsner from Peak Organic Brewing. Oh, Peak is good. Brew, brewing. Yeah. It's yeah. it's great. It's great. I may or may not be drinking this on, on this week's Beer with Geeks. We'll find out. You'll have to listen on Friday and find out. Yep. <laughs> very good. Very good. Oh, my God. That's too funny. Uh, well, the uh, first email we have comes from Ermgard, who says, hope you two are doing great. Here are my thoughts. Good episode. Just a few. Mm. Uh, so now that they have Pestilence's DNA, couldn't the Legion uh, rebury themselves, wait for the right time, and just use her DNA to cure everybody? Uh yeah, I, I guess they could do that. Um, they said that I don't themselves. Think the t- I don't think time travel works as clearly for them as yeah. we may assume. Well, so well, the, I I think that's true. She also says so. They said themselves, rain left. Plus, they never mentioned what happened to purity. Uh, Love that pestilence is pure evil. That came out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think yes, they could go. I guess go to the future and 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 just you know use the use the DNA to create a cure, but. So many people would die between now and then that, you know, it's best to just stop pestilence now before right. she turns into blight so you know, and save so many more lives in the process of saving their own time. Exactly. I yeah. completely agree. I think that's probably what they're thinking is. Um, wish, there, wish, though, there would have been more than just Kara holding Alex's hands. I think they missed an opportunity for some great dialogue there. But now that Lena is, uh, is uh, I think, going to help the DEO, we have... The Trinity of Supergirl, Alex and Lena. Thank you for your great podcast every week. Uh, talk to you soon. Yeah, um, so that that's true. We did kind of get two different Trinities, right? One between the, the three world killers and one between Supergirl, Alex and Lena. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I and clearly we did see Lena helping the DEO. So 
So yeah, you 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 were right on it. You were right on it. There there was some mirroring there of two different trinities of badass women going up one uh, against one another. There were three trinities in this episode, Frank. There was in this new one. There was the uh, in I mean in this week's episode. There's also the trinity of brains. Brainiac Five, Lena, and Win all in one place working together That's using true. their brains. So we have a, so trinity, a trinity of trinities. Of trinities. Whoa, exactly. Trinity Q. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It was. It's a really good writing, Frank. That's yeah. I love. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We have we have more to say about that. Uh. Well, but before we do, uh, thank you, thank you, Irmgard, and then one from Elizabeth. Uh, dear Tim and Frank, love the podcast and thought this week's episode was very solid. Uh, thank you. Uh, I think it's really great how the show consistently balances multiple storylines and character developments with the main story. Yes, we try very hard to do that here on this show to yes, have we our, do. our character development. You know, Tim Tim's character arc has to be a very clear progression, and yeah, I, we, we we work very hard down that. And and oh, maybe she's talking about Supergirl. In that case, yeah, that that works that there too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We yeah. saw the effects of Win and his mom, Jean and his dad, as well as a little on Alex. And her breakup with Maggie in this episode, they also do really well at handling heavy and emotional scenes while maintaining a lightheartedness. Of course, she's talking about Of Two Minds last week's episode. Mm. Um, I also thought it was very interesting to see how the human side of Pestilence actually gave in to her Kryptonian evil side. And I wonder if that changes the team's course of action on how to handle her specifically. Right. And we did kind of see that in this episode where she says, yeah, I, I felt her totally give in. So. You know, she's there's nothing human there anymore. They don't have to worry about killing an innocent person. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Y- yeah. Because, I mean, can you even really consider something like pestilence? Like, they're kind of just like a spirit, right? They're not even like a real person because they have right. to inhabit the right. bodies. So as long as the all that's left in the body is just that world killer and not an actual human person, then it's it's like, well, we're not killing a person if we... If we kill her, so it's it's you know she's already dead. The person that, mm-hmm. that used to inhabit this body is already dead. Right. Once she gets right, dead. right, yeah, makes yeah. sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. It makes makes sci-fi sense. Comic book sense. I mean, our relationship makes sci-fi sense if you really think about it. <laughs> that is true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're two friends who talk to each other through a computer every week. Right, who, who met through a computer and now talk through computers every week? We did meet through a computer, right? I mean, oh through my... a friend, but but that friend introduced us through a computer. Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. Wow, yeah, and yeah, we yeah. met at a we met at a comic con at a comic book technically. Right. So we technically also m- met in a sci fi setting. Yeah, it, it talking about sci fi. Yeah, exactly. Whew. It's meta. Oh man, really meta. It is, it is so meta. Anyway, Frank, these were good emails. I enjoyed <laughs> yes, them. Yes, they were. Uh, I just want to wrap up Elizabeth here. She says, uh, side note when, oh, she wonders how uh, the eclipse is going to affect Supergirl. We'll talk about that. Side note, when Supergirl finds out about Sam and sees that Lena is keeping her in the lab, she calls her Sam. And I'm wondering if Lena picked up on that since Supergirl isn't supposed to know who Sam is. Um, could Lena be piecing together who Supergirl is? Anyway, Really excited for the final stretch of the season and super interested in the lore behind the world killers as well. And that is Elizabeth from New York. Thank you, Elizabeth. Does so, Supergirl really not know who... I, I, need, I need to think through that and maybe somebody out there can, can help me with that, help us with that. But um, it does seem... Uh, you know, when I think back, I can't think of a reason why Supergirl would know 
that that that's Sam. Like, wouldn't know who Sam is. Um, have they? I'm trying to think through like whether or not Supergirl and Sam specifically have been really seen together very much or have been introduced. Um, and I don't know that I remember that happening, but you know, it could be a detail that I'm forgetting. So if anyone out there can remember, you know, an instance where that happened, email us supergirl tv talk at gmail.com. But otherwise I think Elizabeth might have, uh, found something here and, and possibly that's going to lead to like, you know, how, how, um, how Lena pieces it together. If she, assuming she does. Mm-hmm. And that could be why she dared her, you know, what's, what's your name? What's your real name? In this episode, I loved because that. she knows, so maybe that's why she was, you know, seeing if she would tell her. I don't know. I don't know. I don't we'll think we'll see how things unfold. Well, we'll see how it unfolds. Indeed. Okay. Okay. Sounds indeed. good. Perhaps Before... we should see how things unfold after a message from whatever you want to talk about. Yes, exactly. You're such a good co-host. Um, <laughs> I do want to talk about Stark Expo Live, which t- where tickets are now on sale, which is really really exciting. Um, it's an event for charity, pot live podcast for charity, benefiting generosity.org. All the money's going to get generosity.org to um, provide water to people everywhere in the world who, who don't have clean drinking water. They're, they dig wells and that kind of thing. And uh, you can contribute and help make that happen um, by uh, heading over to Stark Expo Live, our event that we're holding. It's live podcasting with people like Brian Austin Green from 90210 and Smallville and uh, Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Um, uh, he, him and his uh, co-host Derek, who is my co-host over on Shoe Krypton. Will be there. Uh, the guys from the Tenth Wonder podcast will be there. From Geek Out Loud, Steve Glosson will be there. Uh, live music from Dane Davenport and yours truly. I'll be there uh, as well. Live podcasts going on one night only during Dragon Con at Switch Yards in Atlanta. It's right next to Dragon Con on the Saturday night, September first. Um, if you want to get a spot, get a ticket. All again, all the all the money uh, will be going to generosity.org. Um, all the proceeds. Uh, I I can't recommend it enough. It's going to be such a fun night and and for such a good cause. Uh, so buy your tickets now. We're, they're starting to sell out, and so, some of the different categories we have, they're starting to sell out uh, already. So it it you do want to you know if you're thinking of heading over to to Dragon Con, this is a great way to spend the spend the Saturday night. So um, head on over to StarkExpoLive.eventbrite.com. And uh, that's where you can get your ticket. And I will put that in the show notes for anyone who is uh, interested in learning more. But I want to learn more, Tim, about what's going on in your little blue book. Although it kind of is a little green book under some light, as we've talked about. But yeah, it is. Actually, no, I use that one for a different one. I think this is actually just a blue one. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I got a real navy blue one. Oh, thank goodness. Thank this goodness. Is, this is this is navy blue. You know, that was my, that was my really, really deep cut Father of the Bride joke for this evening. If you've ever seen Father of the Bride. Was that the Martin Short character? Yeah. 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 The suit is Navi blue. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Anyway. um, You make more references to that movie than anybody I know. And it's not like you make a ton of references to it, but just enough. It's a great movie. It's awesome. It's, It's a great movie. Anyway, Supergirl season three. Episode 17, entitled Trinity, first premiering on May the 5th. No, May 5th. No. No, May 7th. The 7th of May 5th, 2018. <laughs> wow. The 7th of May 5th, yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I nailed Siete it, right? Cinco. It was yeah, the, total. I got it, yeah. 
directed by Jesse Warren, written by Caitlin Parrish and Derek Simon, and story by Jessica Keller. Keller, however you say her last name. So we open with a shot of a mirror shattered around Lena as she looks at as she goes to pick up a shard and look at her reflection, which is a reflection of her relationships and how they're crumbling around her because she seems to have broken this trust amongst all of these people. I think the show really missed a step by not having Lena look in a full mirror at the end of the episode, or perhaps things are still shattered at the mm. end. Mm. We're missing. We'll find. We'll, we'll see here. We'll see. I like where your head is at, though. Thank you. Thank you. It's on my shoulders. Where it belongs. Indeed. And so Lena is kind of explaining to the DEO, like, okay, this is what I've been doing. And they're like, why didn't you tell us? And you're like, oh, why didn't I tell a secret clandestine organization that's never bothered <laughs> to reveal its identity to me? Uh, I don't know. Why do you think? Because I, I wasn't supposed to know you exist? Right. And Jean's face during this was hilarious to me because he was kind of like, well, yep, that checks yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> yep. checks out. Good point. Yep, that's yep. that's our bad. Good. Mm-hmm. Those are good reasons. Yes, it, it, sometimes it's difficult being a secret. Sometimes not a secret, depending on what episode it is. And that I thought was good. I loved I loved the way that Brainiac Five was listening to her story. He was so like with his hands up, and he's like, mm, "I'm Brainiac Five, and I'm listening intently." <laughs> Kryptonite is what has been used to contain rain, uh, and it apparently is from Lex's uh, Lex's own stock, which we learn is not true by the end of the episode. But everyone was like, whoa, you said Lex Luthor, we can't trust you anymore. You know, I feel bad for Lena in this episode, and I think we were supposed to, but... Yeah, for sure we were. Whole, the whole, Lena's whole character has been trying to be a good person and not be Lex Luthor and everyone is just ready to drag her down at a moment's notice oh she's got some kryptonite you know she must be evil well yeah but well yes you're right about that you're right that people are overreacting and um you know automatically assuming the worst of her but at the end of the episode didn't we kind of find out that there's good reason for them to be worried about her intentions when we find out how she actually got that kryptonite Yes and no. Do you want to skip to the end and talk about it now, or do you want to talk no, about it at the end? No, we can, let's talk about it at the end, but I'm just saying, like, it turns out they're they're not right, but they're not entirely wrong either. I think it is context and time, and I will leave it at that okay. until we get there. Grace ceases to exist because Pestilence is like, boom, felt her die inside me. I know that sounds weird, but I'm evil all it's the over. way through now. It's over. And so it is Sam and Julia that are having this shared vision, the one that we kind of saw last week in the Stark Valley, and it was just Sam in there. But it's just Sam in there. But now it is, now it's both of them, and they got to help each other out. Lena confesses to James that, you know, she calls him, and she was like, yo, I've been holding on to Sam. I've been trying to help her. And everyone's like, boo, you're like a Lex Luthor. And she's like, but I don't want to be. And James is like, like, oh, our relationship is so new. But because it's so new, I have such hard feelings for you. All the like, all the squishy, all the squishy things that make me don't act rationally. Like, 
are coming to the surface, and so that'll be a problem. I mean, hi, Lena, <laughs> how are you? So, <laughs> how are you? Yeah. So uh, Lena is really scared of being seen as Lex Luthor, as we kind of talked about before. Like, that's her whole image is trying to not be Lex Luthor, and sure. and that, her deepest fear is becoming her half-brother Lex Luthor, as right. we know. So, and for her to confess that to James, I think is a big is a big step forward for Lena in their relationship. Even if it's on the phone, she's been ghosting him for three weeks, and then she finally calls him, and she's like, "Okay, I actually needed to talk to you, and I'm really sad about stuff because I don't want to be Lex Luthor, and I know you and Lex actually have history because you're Jimmy Olsen, Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen." And so for her to say that to James is a really big deal it because is. it's not like James is like, oh, the elusive Lex Luthor that I've never met because he's in prison. Like, Jimmy, James, whatever you want to call him, knows exactly who he is. He has probably almost died because of him several times. And so this is a big, this is a big emotional trust gift that she's giving James at this moment. Yeah, this is a really big deal. This is a really mm-hmm. big deal. And... Um, she's going out on a limb because he she knows that they have that history and he could very well he would be sort of justified in saying forget you like I'm I'm done with you, um, but um, but she goes out on a limb and the gamble pays off you know she's she's choosing honesty because she knows that's the only way they can actually have any kind of a meaningful relationship. That's right. What word does she? What word is she? What is she choosing? Honestly. What, what is, because it's such a lonely word. Right, Mostly let's... what I need from you. Doom, do, 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 do. Anyway, some nice Billy Joel for you. Yeah, that's good. It's kind of a deep cut, too. I like that. That's a good song. I like that song quite a bit. Good one. Solar Eclipse is happening, and Supergirl is all like, I'm in the dreamscape. Anyway, that's it. Um, <laughs> basically, yeah. Basically, yeah. Eclipse is a bad thing because she gets powers it, from the sun. So, total eclipse of the sun. Boop. Some little not the shop song of I heart. thought you were going to go with, but little shop of horrors. Yeah, you thought I was going to go with total eclipse of the heart. I did, but change I did. it. But, but little shop of horrors, little shop of horrors makes more sense coming from you. Honestly, that's more mm-hmm. up your up your alley. So. I I I I literally almost went with total eclipse of the heart, and I think my my brain was like no. And the and, and <laughs> little shop of horrors came out instead. Anyway, I like it. so we're we have we're setting up our trinities: our Supergirl, Lena, Alex, and our Rain, Pestilence, Purity. And the whole plan is for, with, uh, or with the help of Brainiac Five, to put the Supergirl, Lena, Alex trinity into that Stark dreamscape to go and find Sam and Julia to kind of pull them to kind of pull them out. Well, really just Sam and anybody else would be also good. I like Brainiac five a lot in this episode. I like that. He's like, so you want me to do this, 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 and this? Sure. Sounds fun. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> like, All right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. let's do it. I like it. So the Trinity goes into this realm and they're all like, oh, Supergirl, the, the the eclipse is probably going to damage you and stuff. And who knows what you're going to be like in there. So we all got to go. Let's go. And so they all have reasons for going in. Sam, meanwhile, is helping Julia try to remember herself. But in the process of trying to get Julia to remember her name, Sam realizes that she does not remember Ruby's name. So they're losing they're losing pieces of themselves the longer that they're exposed to the world killers They're 
their human identities are starting to fade away and it's manifesting in the form of lost memories. Exactly. Exact umundo. Meanwhile, Supergirl flies over to Elk, uh, not Elcorp, to Catco. Catco. Catco, because she's like, James, I need the Guardian and stuff. I actually have a real Guardian mission for you, James. Don't screw it up. You get one shot at this. I will let you, like, be Guardian. <laughs> if you don't could do mess this one up. thing, that you won't mess up. Spoiler, he messes it up. <laughs> so I liked this conversation with James and Kara or Supergirl because... One, you really get the fear of kryptonite in this conversation, which I think kryptonite's like, oh, it's kryptonite. Yeah, they're in pain or yeah, they're weak or, you know, but but she's like really afraid of it. It's not just a, something that causes her uh, some kind of anguish. She's like, you can feel like when he says, like, I know what you're going through. And she's like, mm. he's like, OK, I really don't know what you're going through. However, but it, it's true. We don't know what that's like as an audience or as a character in that universe. There's only a, like a handful of people that know what that feels like. I think it's Smallville that had the imagery of like their blood literally boiling. Yes. Right. You see their veins like turn green and like light up like up their arm, for example. Or yeah, you well, see it. You see the. Oh, oh, I remember what you're talking about. Yes, there are there is an episode early on in season three where uh uh a vial of Clark's blood is put next to um a a, a meteor rock for a kryptonite, a piece of kryptonite. And yeah, you see the vial of blood like turn green and start bubbling. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Like you can't even imagine what that feels like. And so I liked almost like bringing the horror back to kryptonite even if it was just this itty bitty little scene but it it gives Kara a real reason to be upset that Lena has kryptonite it's not like oh you have something that can hurt me like you know whatever it's from Lex but this is something she's literally to quote um what's his name um Rob uh Traeger Chris Traeger uh, Chris Traeger thank you (laughs) Rob Lowe Um, Chris Traeger yeah uh She's literally afraid of this, like yeah. so m- more than anything else that she ever really has faced. She does not express herself this way very often. But for her to go to James' office and be like, "I need you to be guardian, and I need you to do it well, and it's got to be secret, and we're going to like possibly hurt one of my best one of my best friends," and you know, like all of this different stuff. Like she has her reasons and. Maybe they're justified, maybe they're not, but the episode really goes to a great length to justify them. Yeah, exactly. I think I think it's in large part because we haven't seen Kryptonite in kind of a long time on this show. Since, At least not since last season. Definitely since last season. I don't think we've really seen well, it play any any kind of big role this season. So Well, Superman took it all last season. That was a plot point. Yes, that's true. That's true. Um but uh, yeah, we, we, we haven't seen it in a long time, so I think it was extra important and extra smart of them, of the writers, to make a point of reminding the audience just how severe and how scary Kryptonite is. This is, this is her one big weakness, really, and, and it's... Apart from like solar eclipses. Are, apart from that, yes. Um, eclipses will just make her human, and this will you know finish her off. So it's... It's really important, like that the the stakes feel high 
in this situation, and they did a really good job, I think, uh, with sort of reminding you, even if you're not really a Superman fan, I mean, everyone knows Kryptonite Superman's one weakness, but um, anyone who's heard of Superman probably knows that. But still, um, it's really important to make, because we haven't seen it in so long, and because this audience for this show kind of verges crosses over with sort of less comic book savvy people it's just important to have a little reminder like hey you you know this let me just trigger this memory for you mm-hmm. this is really really important the stakes are high here and, and it, it works it's effective very effective i think so lena has this conversation with alex on the legion ship which brady to go to the legion ship and yeah. and so lena is like so Alex is like, why? So why didn't you tell us? I mean, you know that I'm friends with Sam, and she's like, well, why didn't you tell me you were a DEO agent? You knew that, and Alex and Lena's like, yeah, I'm super smart, and my mom was DEO agent, like enemy number, like DEO enemy number one. Yeah, of course I knew, but it wasn't my secret to tell. So why was I going to? And this, to me, is. The ultimate, like, Lena is trustworthy, you know, like, we should just tell her kind of thing. Because it's not as big of a secret as Supergirl, but Lena's like, I have secrets, you have secrets. Why am I going to spill your secrets? We're friends. And yep. I think I guess it's very unfair for them to keep, like, casting her down. It's true, but it does, again, it's like, well... In okay, how about this? How about this? There's two different ways of looking at it. You're looking at it from the she, in in story in universe perspective, right? And right. within the story, I agree with you. If if I were Alex, I would have this the reaction that you are having. As a viewer with a with with outside the story knowledge, and that's the other way of looking at it is the outside the story. I do still wonder, like knowing how these things go and how damaged lena might be from being surrounded by luther's growing up and and that paired with people expecting the worst from her i still have this sneaking suspicion or this fear let's call it a fear that she will people will push her away so much from by expecting the worst from her people will push her away and she will turn to luther ways oh you are just as bad as all of them frank just I'm just trust saying, her. as as someone outside, I'm not saying that I don't. Tr- I'm saying no, that I, I, I agree that mean. she is good now, but she might become bad because she's driven to do evil things or feels she's being driven to do evil things by nobody trusting her. Okay, that's true. So that being said, if they just trust her, as I'm saying, then then, then, then nothing you, bad will happen. Then nothing bad will happen. I agree. Right. right. I think certainly the show wants you to play with that ambiguity. That's why. You know, we don't still don't know what's in the vault, blah, 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 stuff like that. But I don't know. We'll talk about it as the episode goes, because I think you're right in some ways. Anyway, the Trinity goes into the Stark Valley. Alex finds some sticks. I like that see this little scene a lot because she just pokes Lena. Ow. You know, how do we know we could even be hurting here? Ow. Um, and I like Alex is like, this is my I like this stick. Yeah, this is my this stick. mine. <laughs> I like this. It's just Alex immediately finding weapons. Like she loves a good weapon. <laughs> it was it's good. It's she's smart to do so. Um, 
Supergirl checks whether she can get hurt inside, so she slices her hand, to which I say, why your hand? Slice your forearm or it's something. It's always the hand. I, I've been talking hand, about this. You, you've got to use that thing. It bends and stuff. That's going to hurt. In, uh, with Krypton, same thing. We've been talking about, you know, like, oh, I better better slice open my hand because I need blood to do this this magical, open this magical portal. And it's like, why the hand? Why not like a finger prick? Why not Why not something like, why, why the hand? That's, that's Right. Yeah, at that point, just slice the bottom of your foot or something. Like if you're gonna, if you're gonna damage yourself that much, just go for something. Like it's, that's it's just slice your cheek. Your cheek bleeds. Give yourself a nosebleed. Like there's... <laughs> give yourself a nosebleed. <laughs> there's tons of stuff you could do. Sure. Just sleep out in a really dry room for a couple of hours. <laughs> like... Don't wear chapstick, you know? Right, <laughs> yeah. There's so many ways to check to see if you can be hurt or to get blood than slicing your very tender hand open. Ugh, these people. People, people, people. Oh, man. I noticed this episode there was a lot of the Legion ship, not just the main a quarters. A lot of hallways, the bathroom, all these different places, and so I'm guessing that we're going to see the Legion ship a lot more in the last couple of episodes because you don't build more of your set just for one episode, you know? That's I true. Think, I mean, you technically could. I mean, we saw a lot of the DEO we've never seen except for last episode, but I have a sense that that stuff comes back. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Generally speaking, you know, when a, a big new set piece appears, it usually... They try to get their money's worth out of it. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, on the Legion ship, Monel is feeling particularly helpless because he definitely still loves Kara, despite him being married to Imra. And she, he just wants to help as much as he can, and he can't. And so he, he and Jean have this really nice moment where Jean's like, "There's nothing you can do, man." So, you know, and and I mean that from all standpoints. There's nothing you can do. It's over. All you can be is supportive. Mm-hmm. So let's go. Here's a dad hug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is starting to. This is starting to get a little. I don't know. I, I'm. It was. It was one thing when she was pining for him, but now if he's pining for her right back, I'm like, all right. But you're married, dude. Like you've been married for seven years. Like, right? Does that marriage mm-hmm. of the seven years actually mean nothing to you? That right. You. I can understand that he is so closely tied to her and you know what I mean? Like, it's not just, you never forget your first love, you know? Sure. She changed him. She made him the way he is. That's right. And so even if your first love was in second grade or whatever, like you never really forget that feeling and being surrounded by that feeling and the kind of person that Supergirl or Kara is, it's, it's almost like a like a black hole for him. It's almost impossible to escape whether she's putting herself out there or not, which she's not, you know, but he just he can't help himself. But he also she changed him so much that he's like he's not just like, oh, I'll leave my wife or I can have two of them because that's the Mon L that he used to be. Right. But but right. now he's like, OK, I'm a good moral person what do I do about this? And John also being a good moral person is like, nothing you can do, dude. So here's a hug. Let's get back to work. Yeah, basically. Lena and Supergirl have this bit of a confrontation because Supergirl still is not trusting Lena. 
and Le- and Supergirl's like, you've got secrets. And Lena's like, of course I do. Everyone's got secrets. What's your real name? And Kara gives Alex a side eye, which was so dumb. Kara. So dumb. What are you doing? What are you doing? That's and a giveaway. But to Lena's credit, like she, but, but Kara was like, I don't like secrets. And I was like, whoa, hypocritical. Like, really? And I'm always on Supergirl's side, except for a lot of of this episode. Like, it's just like she was acting for for all my talk about kryptonite and stuff like that. Like, woman, you've got secrets, too. So, you know, like you can only you can only have so many double edged swords. Right. 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 Yeah. No, you're 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 right. You're right. Like she is being very critical of Lena for things that she herself is guilty of. Exactly, exactly. And she sees, but I there is a difference in the secret that she's keeping and why she's keeping it as opposed to Lena's, like Kara's keeping her identity secret to protect people and herself. Lena's holding on to something that can kill her. So yes. the, the secrets are not equated, like they don't, they're not equal, but at the same time, they're still big secrets. Sure. And they're not that's not even all of Lena's secrets. That's just one that you know about now. Anyway. Um Voldemort attacks, um, also known as some, you know, ring wraiths or some, Yeah. Yeah. They were cool looking. And so anyway, the Trinity ends up finding Julia and Sam and they're doing their best to kind of Mostly with Sam, they kind of like find Julia and they try for a little bit. Someone's like, "I found Sam." Oh, screw you, Julia! I've got Sam over here because they think they can, <laughs> they know her better, so they can reach her better, or they think they can reach her better. Meanwhile, uh, Guardian and Wynn have been infiltrating into L Corp's lab, and uh, Guardian's ready to blow that safe and lock door up, but it's. Uh, he doesn't do it. He, he doesn't he's do a lot. He's a liar. He's a liar. He decides. He decides. You know what he does is, in a way, noble. He's lying, but it's noble because I agree. I he's absolutely agree. Choosing to trust Lena. It's uh, such a is, Superman thing to do. It's a very Superman thing to do. Of I choose. I choose to believe in people. I'm choosing to believe in this person because they've given me a lot of. A lot of reason to, to, to trust them. I'm going to choose to trust them. I don't want to know if there is more kryptonite in this vault or not. I'm just going to pretend that there... I have to I have to assume there is because I, I believe in this person. Mm-hmm. And for that to be fully effective, I feel like he needs to be... He needs to tell the person, like, I chose to trust you. I hope you don't betray that trust. And, and later we see that he will do that. But I thought that was essential. Like, I, I, I as as he was doing that, I'm, I was like, I hope he tells her about this. Otherwise, it's kind of pointless. Um, doesn't give her a chance to prove herself otherwise. And I'm glad that they, they went for it and did what I hoped they would do. That's good. I actually didn't even think about it that he has to tell her at the time. But I'm glad that he also did. Supergirl is losing energy inside the because the eclipse is almost done inside the dreamscape. And so the Trinity, uh, her, um, the good Trinity are able to get rain and Sam to kind of mind swap. And so rain ends up in the Stark lands and 
Sam ends up in the fortress, in the sanctuary. Sam plays around with some Kryptonian crystals and sends a signal out so the Legion and the DEO can go, oh, there are the world killers, let's mm-hmm. go, which is very, which is great. And so the Legion ship shows up, and everybody's like, okay, let's go fight the world killers. But Wynn's like, Alex, hold on for one second. Um, you're not very strong, but you're great, but you're not very strong, so I made you the super cool suit. Here we go. I'm really... It was slightly unexpected. I did see pictures online, uh, like um, Instagram posts, and I saw that she was wearing a different suit. And I was like, "That's that's not the usual suit she wears." But I like I couldn't exactly place it. What do you think about the new suit? I really like it. I mean, it's subtle. It's kind of so. I mean, it's leather. It looks really cool. Um, but I'll be honest. If I hadn't, if I had just seen a photo of it. Um, and I saw like the preview photos from the episode and I didn't really register. She was wearing something super different, um, until I actually saw the episode and they made it a big deal of it. I love that Win is, I, I love that they didn't try to like give her a character name or anything. He's like, no, here's just a cool suit with a cool gun for you because you like those things. I got this gun from the room that my mom got a gun from the one without any locks on it. I just, they just had it in there. So I was like, oh, Alex will like this. Let me, let me describe this. Anyway, here's a suit. It's got magnets. Actually, that magnet bit with Brainiac 5 was great. That was like, good. You know, one, you, this ring is really expensive. Two, that hurt. That hurt. <laughs> uh, you know, before you talked about ring wraiths, and he was like Gollum in that moment. Like, give me that ring. Yeah, he was. That was good. You made a Lord of the Rings reference. I'm I'm proud of you. The precious. Oh, I'm, I'm very proud of you. I, I agree. It looks cool. I want to see what else it can do. Because when yeah. it does something, it can do something. So... But the gun was also the gun was cool. I would say red, red flare, red red solar energy bullets or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. I think probably yeah, unclear. Probably but like like cool looking. nuclear fusion that that is that is like a red sun or something. Exactly. Models the activity of a red sun. Exactly. So as I said before, there are the there's the good trinity, the bad trinity, and the trinity of brain power. Mm. The Brainiac 5, Lena, and Wynn are all working together, and the ship starts to break apart, and Brainiac 5 goes to fix it, and Lena's then sitting in the chair, and she's like, yeah, I got this. And he's like, that's not how, actually, that's exactly how that's that exactly works. exactly how it works. <laughs> and it's because she's super smart. But I think it was important from a story point of view to see Lena doing something good and productive because it, they could have gotten you off of, like, out of the Lena camp quickly. Oh, she's doing this and she's doing this. And if you only see it from the DEO and Supergirl's perspective, then you might she might lose face. So I think it's important that scene for her to hop in and be helping win in Brainiac 5. But also like, yeah, remember, I'm really smart. Like, I'm really smart. 12th level intellect, folks. Let's let's go. That's um, it. So I liked that quite a bit. The. Good team, the DEO team, is defeated by the world killers. However, Julia kind of snaps out of of her world killerness, and she starts to she starts to help. And pestilence and purity end up killing one another in this fight. Right, that was a really cool struggle. It was a very cool. Actually, the whole fight was great. Yeah, the, I said it before. We've said it before. I'll say it again. There's something about Martian Manhunter. On screen, every single time, I get excited. Every time. Every time, time I get so pumped. I was thinking about this, this episode, 
I think I actually know why we get pumped when it's the Martian Manhunter and not anybody else. Because why do you everybody, think that is? Everybody else is being. Everybody else looks like the actor playing their part. As much as Melissa Benoist looks like Supergirl, you know it's Melissa Benoist, or you know it's you know, I don't know, Windshot, or you know whatever. Jeremy Jordan. Yeah, I follow. Yeah, Martian Manhunter is a CG character, therefore he looks exactly like the Martian Manhunter. It's yeah. not, you know, I don't get super excited when David Harewood, and it's David Harewood because I'm used to David Harewood playing John Jones, and so you correlate those two things together but when david harewood plays martian manhunter it doesn't look like david harewood he looks exactly like the character from the comic book yeah that's and very I, true i think you you nailed something there yeah he looks like he like he came off the page exactly and i and even characters on other shows like green arrow or flash or whatever you know it's the actor you can see it you cannot see david harewood when he's martian manhunter he because he's cg and I think that's why we get more excited because it's almost a reminder that you're watching a true comic book show. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You know, it's just so exciting, and it reminds me. It's it not. This is not to say that it looks cartoonish, but again, because it looks like it le- leaps off the page, it looks like you know the the Martian Manhunter that I love from J- the Justice League animated series, for example. So it gets me excited because it's here's this character that I love, and here's this exact representation of him. You know that looks even more real than I'm used to. Mm-hmm. I think that I think I think that's it. That's my assessment of. Yeah, I agree with that. I I very much agree with that. Cool. Rain absorbs all the energy of pestilence and purity, so now she's three times as strong. Triple threat. But there's only one of her. She's her own trinity now. You know, so the sanctuary collapses around her. All the stone turns to sand. As we as we learn, and but the Legion escapes with everybody, and uh, Imra and Monel kind of have this little celebratory conversation, like "Woo, we fixed the future. We can go home now. Don't know how we're gonna get there, but Brainiac Five will fix it. Yay!" Except Monel is kind of not celebrating with him. He is not super excited, and I Imra's smart enough, I think, to know that he's not super excited. But she is just she. It's funny because now that the mission's over, she was so lighthearted in kind of that in that scene. There was a real change in her character. Like the you could tell the weight of the future wasn't on her shoulders anymore. Yeah. And she was able to kind of be like, I don't know, Brady will fix it. We'll be fine. And if he can't, he doesn't deserve that nickname. You know, that's not really she would have said that much more seriously if pestilence was or blight was still out there. Uh, For sure. For sure. But yeah. we'll we'll see what happens uh, with each episode. There was an Alex Polo shirt joke, which I think was my favorite moment of all three seasons. <laughs> At least it would it was sweat wicking. We have talked about Alex and her polo shirt many times over these past oh, yes. three seasons. Oh yes, and I'm really glad that the show made its own joke about it. I'm really happy to see them acknowledge it. I'm also happy to acknowledge why she didn't have some kind of fun super suit before, where Jean is ah, like, hey, sure. I don't make the budget. Like, That's I, right. I don't know where Wind even was able to make this suit. Are you allocating, yeah, don't worry about it. Are you allocating funds, Wind? Doesn't matter. Are you bezzling? Probably not. Supergirl and Lena kind of clear the air, um, which is 
which is good. This uh, the idea of like the Lex baggage that everyone yeah. kind of has. Yeah. Um, Supergirl I, seems to get rid of. Yeah, she does. I start to question here. I'm, I'm trying to remember again. Were they really was were Supergirl specifically Supergirl, not Kara, Supergirl and Lena? How close were they really? Because they're talking like like obviously Kara is impacted. <laughs> um, on a on a, because on on two levels on a, on the Supergirl level and on the Kara Danvers level, Kara who is friends with Lena, mm-hmm. but to Lena it should seem odd. Like Supergirl, why are you so upset about this? Like it's not like we were friends. You know what I mean? You're taking it very personally um, for somebody who I barely know, uh, and and that seems like like Kara should hold that a little closer to the vest. Um, you know. I, she should be doing that when she's wearing Kara clothes, not when she's wearing Supergirl clothes, if that makes sense. I totally agree. I think she she has been very bad this season about separating her relationships that she has as Supergirl and her relationships, the relationships she has as Kara. She's not very good. She's not she's not very good at separating them this season. They're, especially like when in the you know like she shows up in last week's episode and goes <gasps> Sam like well what you, yeah you know, yeah is that the first thing you should say she almost forgets she's supposed to be two different people and that's probably going to come back to bite her I think yeah I I it's been happening enough that it makes me wonder I mean it, it, it seems like it must be on purpose like at this point it's been it's been so blatant and so much that it can't just be sort of a continuity mistake it must be an intentional thing that they're doing over and over again to make us realize like she's about to be found out because mm. of her sloppiness. I agree. I agree. But somebody else is sloppy, Frank, and it's not Kara. It's James. And here's why he talks to Lena kind of clears the air for himself. And, you know, he talks about his Lex baggage and he's been looking for a reason to distrust her. And she's done nothing but prove him wrong for two, you know, for almost two years. And so he confesses, he's like, one, I'm Guardian. You should know that about me. And she goes, who? No, I'm just kidding. Um, I know, right? Yeah. Um, one, I'm Guardian. And two, I broke into your secret lab that used to be your brother Lex's, but now is yours. And I could open the vault, but I chose not to because I trust you. And she's like, wow, that's a lot to take in. Here's a hug. Also, the kryptonite wasn't Lex's. I know how to make kryptonite. I figured it out. She has reverse engineered kryptonite. It. And now here is, here's my thing. I think she figured out how to reverse engineer it because of Sam. She had Sam down there for three weeks I don't think she figured out how to make it before. I don't think that was her intention, nor was she working on it. I think she did it in those three weeks to try to help Sam. And that's okay. how she got it, which is why... I agree that makes the most sense. I, this was why I still think it's okay that she did it, because it's all for the goodness, you know? Sure. sure. This was... This was... At the same time, everything that that Lena has done the last three episodes has been simultaneously the shadiest stuff she's ever done 
and the most noble stuff she's ever done at the same mm-hmm. time. Because mm-hmm. she's she has done the shadiest things for the most noble of reasons, like to save humanity from rain. She has done some pretty shady stuff with like the DNA testing and the kidnapping and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so she it's it's like very morally gray right now. It's not pure cut good. It's morally gray. So that's why I'm saying that there is a balance that can be kept. And enough people not trusting in her could push her to the wrong side of that delicate balance. Definitely. I I agree. I think the show is going to play with that possibility. I don't think it's going to go there. Sure. Okay. But you never know. You never know. No, we haven't seen in a while. Morgan Edge. Maybe that's going to play a part. And it, it has been a while. Yeah. He's been sort of underused, I feel like. I think but, he yeah. was also on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this season. So oh, was he? I, I think he's being shared. And so, um, actually, wasn't he on a while ago too, like a few seasons ago? Yes, he was. I think he he crops up every so often. So I'm fairly certain that maybe, maybe it's underused, but it's maybe it's also like he's double dipping a bit. I bet. I bet. Yes. So he's not sitting around Vancouver waiting for them to be like, okay, your scene's coming up. Sure. You know, he's a, he's a busy man. So who knows? Anyway. The episode ends with Rain kind of being a little voices in her head and Ruby must die. And Sam's inside the subconscious going, no, and Ruby's in trouble. What's going to happen, Frank? What's going to happen? We don't know because it's not next week yet. I know. And they did. They did again show us Alex. Like Alex is the first one who mentioned Ruby, like do it for your daughter, do it for your daughter, like. Mm-hmm. do it for ruby alex is the one who brings that up again like once again she was saying things to lena about like promise me that that ruby is going to be okay like her big big concern is still ruby i i still think there could be some merit to what you said about alex you adoption know, m- months and months ago yeah alex adopting adopting ruby um i really really do think that there's something to that because they just keep they keep hinting at something with Alex and Ruby. Um, but at the same time, I want to see Sam be redeemed. We've said, you know, kind of the idea of her being separated from Rain and being redeemed. So well, how can those well, two Julia, things both Julia exist? was redeemed and also died. So... Yeah, I know, it, I know. It is but I don't pl- want that ending is, for Sam. <laughs> I know, but but you can have a character that is yes. redeemed and then dies. That's so. true. Yes, I, I, I get the point you're making, yes. And that's very true. She would... That would be the like she she she's redeemed she sacrifices herself, um, but she still ends up dying, um, as as the result of that sacrifice. So yeah, uh, they could play it both ways. That'd make me sad, but I but they could absolutely do that. Mm-hmm. So, but th- this ending really brings so we we see that, that she's absorbing all the energy. So now she's a triple threat, um, and we go into next week. You know, wondering, wondering what that really means. Yep. And uh, no, we don't have to really wonder about, though. One, what's in the trailer. But yeah. two, where the people can find us if they don't want to hear us talk about the trailer. That's true. That's true. If you don't want to stick around and hear us speculate and talk about the trailer for next week, um, then you can find us uh, at thoughtbubbleaudio.com. That's our network. That's where you can find this show and a handful of other amazing shows that are growing all the time. Uh, like Beer with Geeks and Hate Watch with us. 
All kinds of fun shows over there. Too many to name here. So go to thoughtbubbleaudio.com for more of those. Uh, then, of course, you can find this show at supergirltvtalk.com, at TV Supergirl on Twitter, uh, at supergirltvtalk at gmail.com. You can find us on iTunes, Overcast, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, Pocket Cast, Castro, uh, really, Satchel Media Player, anywhere you can find uh, podcasts, you will find this show. Uh, and all of our shows. Of course, if you want to leave us a rating and review, if you do use Apple Podcasts, iTunes, uh, we very much would appreciate your ratings, your reviews, uh, because they do help the show get found by others. So if you want to do your do your thing and help us out, tell a friend, leave an iTunes review, that would be immensely helpful. Thank you. And if you haven't already, do it right now. Just stop and do it right now. It only, only takes a second. Uh, you can tell everybody that Tim is the coolest uh is that a Green Arrow sweatshirt you're wearing? It is a Green Arrow sweatshirt. Nice cool. job. Tim is the coolest archer uh, on the planet. That's funny. That's what you can tell people in your iTunes review. That's funny, Frank, because I just did some archery. This I know week, you did. As you I know, know you did. And as you are well aware, I'm actually pretty good at it. Uh, what you probably didn't know is that my fiance is even better at it. So she can hurt me, Frank. She's powerful. You better be good. Like rain, yeah. Like rain, yeah. Like rain. Exactly. Have I missed Our, anything? Any places people should go? Patreon.com slash audio if you want to support us. Throw us a couple bucks. Get some free, not free, but get some cool insider stuff if you want to back us. Get some value for value. Um, we would sh- certainly appreciate that as well. Patreon.com slash audio And Stark Expo Live on Eventbrite. Link in show notes. Good stuff. Good stuff. Let's talk trailer. Trailer time. Not tons happening in the trailer, which I like. Something to be surprised with. Rain is going after Ruby. She either finds out where Ruby is or it's all a ruse. We're not sure. Because when uh, she opens the closet, surprise, it's Supergirl. And she throws some electrical thingy at her, which I'm sure Wind creates. Or potentially Brainiac 5. Or both of them together. Who knows? Maybe it's Lena. There's a really possibility here because there's the, the trinity of Brainiacs. You know, the the 3 by 3 Um of the trinities in this episode. So, uh, Frank, it looks good as every episode of Supergirl does. Yeah, it does. I mean, they're clearly going to they're they're going to find out for sure that Rain is has absorbed all three of her um counterparts there. So now she's she's all three world killers in one, which is do we still call her Rain? Do we have a different name for her as certain next week? Does she get a different outfit or something? Who knows? Nope. I don't um, think any of those things. I think she's still Rain. Uh, I kind of want her to have a different name if she's going to be, you know, all super powered and have all of them in one. kind of feels like... Pestorainity. There. Yeah. I did it for you. <laughs> or if her name was just World Killer or something, I'd be on board with that. But but I, I, I understand. I understand. Um, I also think that it's it's really cool how... We're getting like this, like they tease this stuff about like motherhood. Don't, mm-hmm. don't, don't mess. Don't, don't get mess. on the wrong side of the law or of a mom or of a mom. Yeah. Kind of reminded me of, um, I don't know, psycho or something, you know? Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 Norman learned that. Norman learned that very well. Mom, moms can be dangerous. Yeah. Uh, well, one and mother, the all love. this stuff. Exactly, exactly. Frank, we're losing it, I'm li- and I'm losing it. So I think we're going to call it here. So until next time, 
Up, up, and away.